All right. So, um, welcome to the Movie Pope a podcast where we discuss all, um, all different types of movies and TV shows. Um, and today we are going to discuss Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Now, I should note that we initially um, did the recording last week, but due to some technical difficulties, um, the first episode for whatever reason got the file got corrupted. So. We're re-recording it again, and this time everything is working as expected. Um, Lee, I should let you know right off the bat um, when you know when I found out that that the whole thing had been messed up, I literally had to take my computer apart, replace the hard drive, and everything <laughs> to make sure that everything was functioning. I should have known when my computer was running really, really slow that something was going to be off. So I didn't. I should have been more, a bit more um, attentive to that, but um, but yeah, let's. Uh, hey, let's... no worries. We're we're gonna we're gonna crush it a second time, so we can only do better from here. So, and I think, and I think too, for this episode, we kind of know what the main talking points are, so everything should kind of go a bit more smoothly this time around. So, um, so, 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 for, so um, for starters, um, we saw the movie um last month. Um, was it like the first first Saturday? What what were yeah. your um. What were your impressions of it overall? Yeah, so I think as far as the movie goes, um, I mean, I really liked the first one, right? Second one wasn't quite as good. This one I kind of felt was kind of in that I enjoyed it, but I don't feel like it had the same... It didn't hit me the same or I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. So I think kind of the, the big things that... I feel like just didn't really work for me too well was um, one, the story was a lot more dark than I was expecting, Yeah. Um, which I, I think if you like, if I was just looking at this as a standalone movie, I'd be like, wow, like they really knew how to kind of create this villain um, with kind of like all this, you know, kind of visual concerning stuff that we see with like animal abuse and everything like that. So like, you really know how to create a villain like that because it's funny how like we could watch movies nowadays. We can see villains kill hundreds, if not like, you know, with Thanos, he can kill half a population. And we're like, huh, that kind of sucks. But when you watch four animals get experimented on and obviously a lot more other experiments, but we kind of focus on four. It's funny how much like that impacts people more than everything else that technically happened. Yeah, it's um, kind of yeah, it is kind of odd because if you think about it, like when I watched the movie, those scenes when they were when they were imprisoned, I I felt a lump in my, in my throat. Um, oh yeah, and I, and I was like, man, this is re this really really hits me right here. Like the way they're being treated. I mean, and and and, and, and I'll mention this too. When I was in school, um, I, I I did a double major in film and international studies, and I can't tell you how many films I saw where we were just watching like documentaries on people who survived like, all these traumas. I'm just like sitting there rolling my eyes i'm like okay they're laying on laying on pretty thick but here it's like oh my god this is awful yeah i know it, it, it's just it's so interesting how i and like it's just interesting how that's the reaction i think a lot of people get i mean you know we went with uh two other people and one of them um she cried during a lot of those scenes which um, See, i like didn't I said, know that just to show you that and you know like this is something that i mean you probably have like a younger audience for so i can imagine that you know i think kids walking into this might not really expect or i guess parents um they're bringing the kids to this probably don't expect to see something like that being depicted uh and that might kind of ruffle some people uh, is uh, how that's all going so yeah. Um, but I think that I think as far as like a movie goes, I thought it was stronger than the other entries just because uh, I enjoyed like having the villain involved. They had like something very cohesive happening with it. Um, it felt a lot more like they really wanted to have a, a strong movie. But I think when I go to see Guardians, and I think when a lot of fans go to go see Guardians, we, we kind of enjoy more of the, the humor, kind of the, the comedy that's involved with it. And this one just didn't feel like it hit those notes as well as certainly the first one or, you know, even the second one. It just, I, I think the story just kind of, while was 
I think a good aspect of it. I just think that the overall tone of it didn't really match up what we've seen in other Guardians movies. So, but um, that's just where I was with that. How about what did you think about it? I mean, to, I mean, to your point, but to to be fair, I mean, I mean, with you know, with with the projects that we've seen in the other um, in the other phases of Marvel so far, they've all they, they've gotten a bit more darker. So, I mean, like we can look at something like Wandavision, Loki. Um, even Spider-Man: No Way Home. I mean, there. I mean, there's bit. I mean, there's a bit of a more, a much more darker tone. So, if you think about it, yes, you know, Volume Three is, is a bit of an anomaly in, in the overall Guardians franchise. But in terms of the way that Marvel's been going over the, these past few years, it's kind of on par for the course, um, really. Um, I mean, I, 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 I will say this. I mean. I mean, it was an emotional ending to the trilogy. I felt I, I felt it was very fitting, um, but at the same time, I felt like there was a lot that they that they could a lot more that they could have done with that. A lot more, a lot more elements that maybe they could have toned down on. Maybe a few a, a few storylines that that they really, really you know kept you know kept laying it on over and over again. Like for for instance. Quill, you know, kept saying, you know, come on, Gamora, you have to remember who I am. Even though it was established, she has no idea of who he is. And the fact that he keeps egging her on and egging her on, I, you know, I'm, I, I remember sitting there just thinking, dude, let it go. She doesn't know who you are. This is a completely different person. And it's not like the, this Gamora resurrected from the dead and all of a sudden she's like, oh, Peter, oh, I'm starting to remember things about you. I remember that you and I had a thing. I mean, I, I mean, the biggest payoff I, I I enjoyed really was the fact that Nebula finally, we finally got to see a different side of Nebula because it was a story yes. arc, a story arc that began with the first Guardians movie. It 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 it, it developed even more in Volume Two, and then you saw her come come into her own in the two um, Avengers movies. And finally, you see you, start, you see her get the closure that she's finally wanted, and Drax also. Drax finally gets the closure that he that, that he's been longing for, also. Because you remember in the first movie, his whole motivation for you know for being in the Guardians, well, initially was to get revenge against Ronan um, and Thanos for killing his family. And at the and at the end, he finally gets the family that he um, that he that he's been looking for because. Because we've always known that the Guardians was was always going to be a temporary thing. It's like with the Avengers, you know, the Avengers, they weren't going to be this continual thing, this continual entity that would go out and meet these threats. They did, they they came together, they did their thing, and they went their separate ways. And I feel like, I feel like with Nebula and Drax, I feel like those are the two who got the biggest payoff. Quill, I feel like, it's kind of up in the air. I feel like there's. There, there are some things that that sh that should have been resolved, but they're leaving they're leaving that door open, which I can sort of understand from a business standpoint. But yeah, I feel but I feel like I feel like with Quill, there's I mean, I mean I mean there's only so much you can do with the character, and for me I feel like he 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 was the one character who kind of he kind of felt the least developed in that movie, to be honest yeah. with you, oh, because. I, I I agree with that. Because I mean, because think about it, what was he doing at the beginning of the movie. I mean, he was getting he was getting hammered the entire time, and he sort of like steps into into the role of leading the guardians, but it kind of felt like it, it, he felt very one dimensional. What what, 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 what what did you think about Quill in um, this one? Gosh, that's I I think you bring up a great point there. I think you know we've kind of it's. It's complicated, right? Because, you know, I think from a movie-going standpoint, right, like if you're somebody that really likes the Guardians, right, you've seen one where, you know, you bring this kind of band together, like, you know, he obviously has a thing for Gamora, you see that start to really get developed in the second one, and it feels very awkward when you get to the third one where it's kind of like they want to hit the reset button. And obviously, I understand storytelling-wise, that makes sense because we know what happens to Gamora during uh, the, you know, the Avengers movies. Yeah. Um, so we understand from an audience how that's working. 
I just think from like a storytelling standpoint, it does put all the characters kind of in an awkward place because I think for a lot of people, or let me not speak for everyone, right? I, I know for myself, I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more of their bond being rekindled and they just kind of leave it open to interpretation or kind of leave it open to them trying to like maybe form a bond again. But as you go through the movie, like obviously Gamora is a very, you know, it's a different person. It's not the Gamora that we know, but as an audience member, right? Like I've seen Gamora, I've seen what she's about and I've seen who she is. And it just feels like we're seeing somebody totally different, which like I said, movie telling wise, that's exactly what's happening. But as someone that's viewing this, I just don't really know how to feel about that. And it just felt kind of odd that, like you pointed out, like there was a very, very, very long, like everything was just, you know, uh, Peter Quill kind of, you know, kind of just sitting there kind of dumping out his emotions, which, you know, I would understand, right? Like, I mean, this is someone that he had a very strong connection with. And while, you know, rationally speaking, we know that, you know, this is not the Gamora that, you know, he fell in love with, um, it still just feels very awkward when we see it kind of depicted like this, where they pretty much just kind of like clash the whole time. And the whole time I'm thinking like eventually like she's going to warm up a little bit. And I think there is a little bit of that that happens towards the end. Um, but it just felt like it kind of ended with, you know, like, hey, we're just going to go our separate ways. So it kind of made all the story beats that happened with him feel like it was as important or you don't see that growth like we see from someone like a Nebula or someone like a Drax who definitely went through more um, and had to overcome that. It kind of felt, um, like, a it kind of felt like a bait and switch if you think about it because because this entire time you're just thinking, oh man, they're going to get together. They're, Gamora's yes. finally going to come and see it. And then, and then no, she goes back to the Ravagers and you're like, what the hell dude like yes you strung exactly. us along and this is what we get like come on like yeah give exactly. us something yeah exactly i think that was kind of the frustrating part for me and like i said like i'm not expecting them just to like rekindle or have everything come together at the end and i wasn't expecting that i didn't really think that was needed but it would have been fun if at the end instead of her going with the ravagers she would have been like, you know what? Hey, maybe I'll give this Guardians thing a try, or maybe I'll see what you guys are about. Like, that was kind of the ending I was hoping to see. And like I said, yeah. I think that's more for myself wanting maybe the happier ending than maybe the more realistic one. But really, that's what I was hoping, because at least then I can understand, like, you know, hey, you know, Peter Quill, he went through all this. He went through this struggle. You know, he really put it out there. Um, and, you know, at least at the end, he kind of had this moment where you could kind of see just the slightest, slightest hint of hope, but it feels like that was all kind of sucked out. Um, and I, I think that was the part that really kind of stuck out to me because at the end, like he goes back to, you know, he goes back to earth and like the whole time I'm thinking like, does he really care that much about his grandfather? Like, I just, I didn't really believe that. It just felt like it was like a story beat that was put in in this story. Like, obviously we know he has a very strong connection with his mom. Um, so like, I, you know, totally understand that, but like, it just didn't feel like that was a, I would say worthy, a worthy kind of satisfaction for the character. It was it like, yeah, kind of, kind of got shoehorned in there. It's like, yeah, you know, exactly. well, what yeah. else can we add in there? Yeah, so exactly. So let me ask you this, because I was thinking about the um all of this week. Did you do you think the do you think the story would have been okay without Gamora being involved at all? Because I felt like you could have had a you, you still could have had a great Guardians movie without Gamora in there because she, because the way I see it, she really didn't add much to it apart from being just this canvas where quail could just spill his emotions out and make a fool out of himself oh that's a great one i you know what honestly deep down i would say yes but i feel like as if you're a fan of the guardians you know she's back and it would just be awkward if she wasn't involved like it, it just feels like it'd be like you know hey like we know we see at the end of endgame we see her you know, back in the picture and everything, it just feels like that would have been more, it just, I don't think it would have gelled well knowing that she exists, but
but we don't see her in the Guardians. Uh, I, I get where you're coming from, and I do think that there's a part of me that says, like, at the end of the day, I don't know if her being a part of the story really enhanced a whole lot of it. Yeah. Um, but in that same token, I feel like the movie, it almost like you had to have her in there because it would just be too awkward if she wasn't. Because I think every family would just be like, well, where's Gamora? Like, we're all wanting to see what happens at the next stage of this relationship or whatever you want to call it. And I just feel like it would have been too hard to not include her. Um, and it just felt like it wouldn't feel like the Guardians again. Uh, at least that's how I, I look at it. Right, right. So, yeah, be, yeah. Because in my mind, I, I I was thinking, you know, I mean, it made it made sense that for Gamora to go to go off and do her own thing, you know, join joining the Ravagers and you know becoming the becoming a head honcho over there and helping them out. I felt, but but I did feel like there there were some scenes where there were some scenes where maybe maybe she wasn't really really that you know needed as a player um i would probably say say towards the end of the movie honestly because i felt like she i I felt like she fit well at at the very beginning of the movie where she helped them get into that um that corporation building and i felt like at that point she could have just bowed out and that would and she would have been like hey great great knowing you guys were working with you peace out i felt like i i i I felt like she kind of overstayed her welcome at that point you know what i mean but that's I don't know, that, that 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 was just running through my head as I was thinking about that. Um, so so I want to shift towards the villain. Uh, the, now I remember I remember after the movie I remember saying that the High Evolutionary was like a, a different version of Thanos, um, just because he he was single minded. He had this he 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 had this drive, this motivation to want to create per, uh, perfection. Um, but the way he did it was very much different from the way that um, that Thanos was doing it. Although in both instances they ended with genocide, not to mention the fact that he wore purple. Um, what um, wh- what was your impression of the High Evolutionary? Um, I <laughs> I would say he definitely. Uh, I mean, when he was on the when he was in a scene, he ate that scene up. Oh yeah. Like, um, like every time he was on there, like I was just like, oh damn, I can't wait to see how absolutely batshit crazy this guy is gonna be and what he's gonna do. Um, so I, I did find him very entertaining to watch. And you know, I, I think to kind of like what we talked about earlier, like you know, we kind of see him going about, you know, like kind of the animal abuse and like what he did in order to try to create this perfect idea like obviously this character has a strong god complex um Mm -hmm. where and i mean we see it later on too when he literally blows up the planet um because he's unhappy with it so he's someone that can create all this go through all this effort to um you know kind of create this world and everything and inhabit it and then he's just as easily just like eh, he could throw it all the way and start again so like he's a character that clearly has a very very different understanding of what he's wanting to get out of the world and like obviously he doesn't care what he has to do or who he has to harm in order to get through that so i I think um you know it does make him as a villain it makes him very despicable which i think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards because it's like oh man like this guy's a real you know asshole like you know we want it like i think it gives people that more of an edge as you get towards the end like you're just like man i just really want to see them kick this guy's ass like we really want to see this guy uh, get taken out here. So um, I, I think that definitely plays a part in it. So I'll give them some props. Like it wasn't, like I said, it had its flaws as far as the movie goes. And, you know, I think the the villain, I would have liked to seen maybe a little bit more understanding of like, maybe not necessarily like a true origin story, but I think it would have been nice to see uh, a little bit more development as far as like his ideologies and everything like that. Yeah, he but, was very one-dimensional. So yes, yes, no, I agree, and and, and sometimes that's not an issue. Uh, I think a lot, you know, I, I do generally enjoy like those villains where there's more to the character. It's not black and white. Um, yeah. so sometimes it's good. I think in this one, like they really went out to create this character that everyone was going to despise, and I think they did that in some because I don't I mean, think I... there's anyone that was like, hey, yeah, this high evolutionary. 
yeah, you know what? Maybe I can understand his reasoning or I can understand his logic. It's like, no, this guy's just kind of kind of a terrible person. <laughs> and um, they, I, I think it just kind of helps out that as you're drawing up the conclusion, especially with Rocket, um, them having that kind of final altercation is just like, you know, we're just ready to see him, you know, kind of get his comeuppance, so to speak. I mean, I, I mean, I'm with you because at least with Thanos, I mean, however warped his, you know, his worldview is, you can, you can, you can sort of understand where he's coming from. Um, the same with Killmonger in the Black Panther films, even Obadiah Stane in, in, in the first Iron Man movie, you can sort of understand where he's coming from, which motivates, which, which motivates what he's doing, you know, and, 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 and yes, I'm, I am taking that position, but but I mean, well, like, with, but I mean, like with the high, with the high evolutionary, it's like, yeah, he, yeah, we, we, we get it. You're, you're deranged. You want to create a perfect society. You want to be this total badass. You're essentially God. But why are you doing all of this to begin with? Because, you know, because, because remember later on in the movie, like when he finds out that his quote unquote perfect society isn't as perfect as Quill points out, he's like, no, oh, yeah, that's true. I'll just create a new one. He blows it up. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, to your point, I mean, like if 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 we at least if he at least like gave give us like a hint or an idea as to why he was doing this in the first place, because we know we know why because we know why he created um you know you know Counter Earth. It's because he wanted it populated with you know highly evolved animals, and 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 this was due to the experiments he was doing on Rocket. And the others before realizing, oh, there's a better way to perfect the process. But I would, you know, but I would have loved to have seen, you know, what kind of motivated him to, you know, start experimenting on animals in the first place. Did he try to do something with humanoid creatures? First of all, he didn't find that satisfactory. And then that kind of made him decide, you know, maybe I should start with animals, create a much better template from them and kind of go from there. But we never get that. And I think that's the problem with, and, and, and I think that I think with um, Marvel overall, you know, yes, there are. Yes. I mean, they do give us some villains, but they don't really give us any compelling villains that we can that, that, that have any um, impression on us. I mean, you remember the Dark Knight movies that Christopher Nolan did? I mean, my God, like the movie was made in what, 07 or something, 07 or 08. He still has staying power to this day. I mean, how many how many memes do you see of people just, you know, just taking you know taking you know public figures and you know jokerizing them you really don't see that with any of the marvel villains i th and i th and i think the sad thing is that with you know with the high evolutionary he becomes the latest villain that just gets used and then tossed aside into the you know in into the dustbin of you know characters that we've used and we can forget about you know sure yeah i i'd agree with that i think you know i kind of look at you know just him and the overarching kind of like Marvel villains, and I do agree. Like, he's someone where obviously stuck out really strong in that movie, but I don't, like I said, I he kind of will go out of my brain and move on in the world. And I probably won't think about him as far as being a villain in the future, because it just, he didn't really have that sustaining power. I think in the movie, he's kind of a, a great ploy to help build all this character around Rocket, who, you know, we know has this troubled background, um, as far as his origin story goes, we just never seen it depicted before. So I think he does a great job of, you know, making us really root for Rocket. Um, but as far as him as a villain, you know, he's going to kind of fall to the wayside, um, I, I think, as we move forward with a lot of the other Marvel villains. So so what did you think about Rocket's um, about Rocket's role in the movie? Because honestly, because honestly, apart from apart from the flashbacks, he really doesn't play that big of a role. He's just out That's the entire true. time. He is unconscious a lot of it, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think I really kind of enjoyed his story. Um, I think it kind of helps us understand more about his character and kind of the way he acts. And I think, you know, we kind of see how much family really means for all these characters, right? Like you brought up, like, um, you know, you think back to when we discussed Nebula, right? Someone that was, you know, her father tortured her for long periods of time. She's looking for family. We mentioned Drax and how, um, you know, he fought Ronan at the beginning because Ronan killed his family and, you know, how he kind of has that moment at the end. So I think, like, 
we see this really strong thing with Rocket as well, that we see his tortured past, the fact that, you know, he was, you know, experimented on, you know, he had kind of this, I don't want to say father figure with the evolutionary, but like he kind of, you know, had this, you know, kind of understanding or this belief in what the high evolutionary was trying to do because the high evolutionary is promising like, oh yeah, we'll create this nice, you know, utopia of a world for all of you guys that you'll be able to go to. So he really believes in that when we know the high evolutionary is just saying that for the sake of it. So we see kind of Rocket as he builds this close bond with this people who I would consider his family, right? You know, I would consider those like three other animals a part of his family. Yeah. And they get killed, right? And I think that's like something where Rocket understands now like what loss is because he watched his family um, die right in front of him. And, and I think that that kind of builds up in this movie where it's like, you know, hey, you know, Rocket's been always looking for that family as well. And, and he finally gets that. And we can kind of see at the end where he becomes kind of the new head of the Guardian, so to speak, at the end of it. Uh, and I think that just kind of goes better with that motif that we see why he is the way he is. We see that he ultimately, too, you know, had a, a family taken away by him from somebody. And now he has this opportunity to kind of start over and, and almost kind of like have that trust again. Because I think, you know, when he has everything go on, you know, he doesn't want to have people brought into his life because he doesn't want to lose them. Uh, it's very, it's very much like... Well, I was gonna say yeah. it's very much it's very much like Goodwill Hunting, you know, when when Will, you know, you know when Will explains yeah. to yes. the doctor about what happened. I mean, I, I mean, because because really, like in, in, in the other Guardians movies, he's built up this 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 barrier between you know between him and everybody, so he doesn't have to go through that again. And it's and, and it's it's very much the same as what you see in um in Goodwill Hunting, where you know where we find out that he was horribly abused as a child, and so. You know, and and, and 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 so and so he 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 kind of has this shell that he's in, and he potentially causes all these problems because he would rather be the one inflicting the hurt rather than the one being hurt himself. Um, so there's a, so there's a lot of parallels you you can go between him and 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 that and that character. That's what that's what struck me um, with that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that there is. A, a lot of that, like he's someone that's uh, with Rocket, he's really suffered a lot of loss. And, um, you know, I think that there's obviously a lack of trust, right? Like, you know, he was really relying on, you know, him being able to do this and kind of create this utopia that they would be able to coexist in. And pretty much all that got shattered in, you know, a very short time frame. So um, I had imagined like, you know, that's kind of in the back of his mind, you know, the whole time it's just like, oh, you know, these guardians, are they going to really be around or, you know, am I going to have to see them go goodbye? So I think like he keeps everyone a little bit at arm length from time to time. And, and I think that as, you know, he kind of goes through this, I think this is him being able to kind of escape that past and feel more comfortable and confident with being able to have a future where he can just trust people uh, and not always have in the back of the head that, you know, anything that he loves is going to die. So I, I think that does play very well in this movie. And I think that was the biggest highlight for me was just be able to see him overcome that because yes, for all intents and purposes, um, he is pretty much a cop. You there? You, you, you faded out. I'm sorry, what was that, Luga? No, I was saying you just faded out. What, what was that you were saying? You said he was a con? Uh, no, I was just saying that um, it, it just felt like as he kind of went through this struggle and the fact that we got to see him at the very end kind of be able to kind of overcome that and I think just be okay with him be able to work with all these people again and have kind of that he doesn't have to fear losing them or at least he's not as worried about that. It allows him to be, you know, a stronger character, which I, I think that does bow very well. Kind of the mantle being passed from him becoming the new kind of leader of the Guardians, uh, I think, kind of shows that growth and that development. Yeah, 
now speaking of utopia i do i i, I do want to segue into the um the sovereign we we saw them um at um at the beginning of volume two with aisha and at the end of the movie where they look at the cocoon with adam warlock and then obviously we get the introduction to adam um in that's on on aisha and adam warlock Yeah, I just, I think for Adam Warlock kind of was odd to me in this movie. Uh, I know why they wanted to bring him in. You know, they kind of hinted at it at the end of, you know, the second one. Um, so we all kind of knew he was. Were you there? Well, um, well, I was gonna say this. I felt like I felt like with Adam, he, the, the actor who portrayed him, Will Poulter. I thought he did a phenomenal job, um, given given what he had to work with. Um, I will say that, I will say that that childlike demeanor that he, you know, that he had. I thought, yeah, all right, that's that that's sort of some of the humorous element that that they introduced in there. But I felt like. I felt like I felt like for the most part there were some elements of Adam that you know, some elements of Adam that I felt like that they could have kind of toned down on. Um, the big one, the big one for me was the fact that you know, it was the fact that when he goes and um, attacks the Guardians at the beginning of the movie, you kind of you initially think, oh, he's this fully developed, powerful, powerful being who was who was created by the Sovereign to fight the Guardians, and as a result, he and as a result, you know, when you see him in the movie, he is, you know, he, he's you, you come to find out, oh, well, he's actually actually this childish character. And in the process, he he, he come in the process, you come to find out, oh, well, he wasn't actually full, fully developed. He was kind of taken out of, I guess, quote unquote, the womb too soon, um, which would sort of explain his explain his demeanor but but the 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 thing that um the thing about adam warlock for me that what I'll, I'll say this what i like what i really liked about him was the fact that um was the fact that for for the limited amount of um time and and, and, and role that he had in the movie he did a he did a pretty good job in playing up some of the humor but i felt the humor was kind of forced in, you know in in you know, in some places, I, I felt like it's kind of like that person who has awkward comic timing. That's what that, that, that's what I think of Adam right there. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like you know, you, you know when there are moments where he's being funny, it's like really this is the time you you choose to be funny. Like, all right, you're 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 young, you're still developing. I'll I'll give you that. Um. And, and and given the length of the movie too, I I honestly wouldn't expect much in terms of development because if they do if they do another Guardians movie, um, and I strongly believe that that they might do it just because it's a it's one of the highest grossing franchises in, in Marvel, um, there'll be a chance for us to to, you know, to see Adam kind of develop into um, a much bigger role, and maybe develop his character from being just this overpowered creature to someone who's trying to figure out who he is and wh what he does because you know it, you know because in in, in in continuing with the theme of, of loss and family adam did lose his mother he did lose aisha um in in, yes. in that explosion um on counter earth mm -hmm. so 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 for me if they do if they do another um if they do another movie or if they do like a spin you know a spin-off series or even a one-off um, special um you know on on disney that will be interesting to see how how Adam, you know, processes grief, because because in because in all three all three Guardians movies, we've seen how each of these characters, well, how, how each of the Guardians have dealt with grief on their end. So with Adam in particular, I I would be interested to see how he would develop, um, a, a, you know, as a person, how he how he how he processes, um, you know, the loss of his mother, not necessarily as people because. I'm assuming he hasn't really had a chance to know the rest of the sovereign, 
but we know he has a, a, a very close relationship with Aisha. So to lose her in, you know, the way the way that he did, that has to make you think. I mean, is this going to make him a more aggressive creature? Is Rocket going to take on a more, um, more of a fatherly role? Because if you think about it, Rocket, actually did a pretty good job in helping Thor um, get through his grief in um, in Infinity War. So that would be a very interesting dynamic to see to see how Rocket, who has finally come to terms with the loss, you know, in his past, help Adam, you know, co- you know, come to deal come to terms with dealing with the loss of of his family, so to speak. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I think Adam Warlock, uh, the way he was kind of injected in the movie, I felt was very awkward. Um, He had, obviously, a very strong entrance into it. But the whole time, I I just he felt like a third wheel in the story. And I think that the story kind of felt kind of bloated as is. Like, you're trying to take on too much. And it just kind of fell to the wayside for me. You know, we have a lot going on. You know, we have the Guardians. You know, we have all Rocket's backstory. We have, you know, Peter Quill and Gamora trying to get back together. So you have all these types of story beats that you're trying to come up with this conclusion in in this third and final movie. And then you added Adam Warlock, which I totally get. Like, you know, he kind of has to be brought into it after you kind of hinted at in the second one. So you do have to bring Adam Warlock into this world, but the way he's kind of does it, it just, it felt awkward. Like I think Will Poulter, I think did a great job of portraying him. Like I think like what he was given, he did a great job with it. Um, I just don't know in the grand scheme of things, what they really wanted to do with that character. So it's kind of like, I guess for me, it's kind of like, it's, like almost like his story if they do tell things in the future uh, it'll be more interesting to see how they handle his story because i think like his kind of being brought into the guardians movies um just kind of felt like almost like a like a like something they had to do for the sake of doing it uh, but they didn't really know what to do or how to implement it in the story um there was just i think too much going on there was too much you're trying to deal with um, and I think that that was like one of the weaker elements of it is them trying to bring him along and trying to do something with his character. Yeah. Um, it felt like he was there. And then obviously, uh, I mean, there was like a large segment of it where it's just like, I don't even remember what happened with them. I think like, I just know he shows up at the end to save Peter and it felt like, oh yeah, well, let's just have, you know, <laughs> Uh, let's go have Adam Warlock go save him or something because he hasn't been in the movie for, you know, an, uh, 45 minutes now. So yeah, <laughs> they kind of threw him in there because they didn't know what else to do with them. And, um, you know, I, I will admit, like, I, I did like kind of what they do, the group hug, and he's, uh, Adam Warlock's just, just like stands in the background, and he kind of comes in, and I was like, you know what, that's, that's a cute moment. I like that. That was fun to see him do that. As the character goes, which is like, oh yeah, like you brought him in, and you know, they I think they purposely kind of made him not like he is in the comics, but I think in the comics he's depicted as like much stronger, has a lot more going for them. I think they purposely wanted to have kind of a lesser version of Adam Warlock to keep him kind of more grounded in the story. So uh, yeah. they kind of completed that. It just was not the not the high point uh, of the story. I mean, I, I mean, and, and, and I don't know what what you think about this, but I think, but 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 I think with where they're going with with Adam Warlock, I, I mean, the, the reason why they, you know, why they made him the way he is, is because, and and I, and I mentioned it already, is is I have a strong indi- I have a strong feeling that they're going to do more with um, with the Guardians universe, you know, sons James Gunn, and they want to, you know, and they want to have. They want to have like like the journal like a general framework of who Adam is, so whoever steps in can sort of, you know, put their own twist um, sure. on the character. Yep, yep. Um, totally agree with you on that. So, so um, another thing. So, so uh, I, I definitely want to move on to um to to, to, to um a, to, to a scene that we think might might have been too much, um, for the movie. Uh, I, I guess I guess we could call it a WTF moment. For me, it was when Nowhere got piloted through that wormhole and came to the rescue of the Guardians on the ship. And 
as soon as I saw it, I was like, they could actually fly this thing the entire time. <laughs> they couldn't, so, so, so they didn't fly it when they had to deal with Ego. They flew it when they had to rescue everybody from the ship. Because in my because in my mind I, I was thinking you know there 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 could have been a lot of instances where nowhere could have you know come into play and been a huge help to everybody, but all right now we know that nowhere can could be flown. W was there um, a WTF moment in the movie for you? <laughs> I mean that definitely was one. Uh, I will admit that that was. Uh... A big surprise I, I mean i guess like in a story wise like they have this very um you know gotta save everything they save the people um they save the kids and then they save the animals um so there's kind of all that stuff going on um so i, I think that is a kind of a very good example of a moment i really wasn't expecting to see yeah um i i think kind of the whole like kind of the whole thing. What was the name? Like the the literally fleshy space station, right? Do you remember? Was the, did they have a was, name for? It? I forget. It was yeah, I think it was called Org Core. Okay, yeah. So th that whole kind of like side mission, like I know it was kind of like to help reintroduce Gamora and everything. It, it definitely just kind of felt odd how it all kind of worked out because ultimately they, they go there to try to find something. They find it just to find out that, oh, we need to do something else. So it kind of felt like, I don't want to say filler, but it just didn't really, I, I think, jive very well with how the story kind of happened. So it was just kind of an, uh, kind of an, a weird thing to introduce that I don't think really had the kind of the punch to the story I was expecting to see. Um, well, not to mention, well, not to mention too, because the guy who had the information wasn't even on the ship, right? Yes. So I was like, well, we okay. saw him briefly, right? He bumped into him. Um, oh yeah, that's right. On the that's ship. Right. Yeah, he bumped into them. But yes, like for all intents and purposes, it didn't work out that well. Uh, obviously, you know, you had some of those comedic beats, like you know, Nathan Fillion. I think had you know kind of a fun role there, on there, and um, you know, we saw some other characters have kind of some of those roles. Um, it just overall kind of felt like kind of an odd thing. Like, why create this? like weird like super organic station to have people come in like it just kind of felt very odd so i mean like i guess that's kind of on par for guardians <laughs> they are kind of known for that um I, I just think that it just felt kind of weird with everything going on and you have kind of this weird organic space station that they're trying to steal something from and in the backdrop like the majority of the time it's just you know um, Peter Quill and um, Gamora having kind of this uh, argument the whole way, uh, like, and it just kind of, as that kind of felt odd. So that was kind of my kind of uh, not necessarily a terrible moment. It was just, I, I think, kind of odd looking back on it. It was, uh, it was a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah. The movie. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I will say this. I mean, the fact that they could grow a spaceship out of. I wouldn't even say human flesh, but you know, organic flesh. It it, it was a bit too much for me because I, I because at that point I was like, all right, they 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 they've they've really gone into uncharted territory here, and it and frankly, I don't like it. It's it kind of remind it kind of reminds me reminds me of Dead Space almost. You know, the entire ship just like composed of flesh, and you're cutting into it, and well. Remember that? Remember that one scene where they blow blow the lock, and I, I don't know what it was. It looked like pus just like coming out, and I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm and I'm sitting there. I'm like, thank God I am not eating anything right now because I would be blown chunks mm -hmm. all over, all over, all over the floor. Um, but um, but, but to wrap up um on on this review, um, what, what's your overall score for the movie? If we if you had to give it, you know, out of five, what what, what would yours be? I would give it, I give it, I'm going to say three point, I'm going to give it 3.4 out of five. I think it, it had its moments. I think, you know, I still enjoyed seeing the side characters. Like I felt like they got a good opportunity there to really flesh things out. Um, I just wish that, you know, I would have liked to see a little bit more out of Peter Quill and Gamora's story. It just kind of felt like 
they brought it in just to kind of at the end it was just like ah eh, you know shit happens this is gonna be the way it's gonna be so i i felt like there just was opportunity there um so yeah i give it three 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 fourths of a star lord i mean 3.4 star lords out of five well i am gonna see your three 3.4 star lords and i'm going to go 3.2 um Ooh. and 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 the, re and the reason why is, is because yes it was a great a great movie overall yes it hit all the all the emotional buttons but i felt i felt i felt there's i felt there were some scenes and situations that that kind of overstayed their welcome you know yes. for, for 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 instance and i mentioned this i mentioned this earlier quill kept hammering gomorrah about their relationship my god how many times do we have to keep hearing that i mean and not 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 to mention um you know the other running gags like um cosmo kept you know, nagging on Craglin saying, Well, you need to call me a good dog. You need to call me a good dog. He didn't call me a good dog. And I'm like, okay, I, I can see how, how hurtful that is, but do you have to keep mentioning that over and over again? Um animal so I, I mean, forgot about Craglin. I totally forgot about Craglin because like he that was a that was a it was it was bloated, right? So I, I totally forgot about Craglin because like he has this whole story beat of him using like the little weapon. But I yeah. totally forgot about that because it was just like another thing trying to shove into this movie. So thanks yeah. for mentioning Craglin. I totally forgot about him. Uh, yeah, and, did, so. yeah, and 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 you know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of Game of Thrones season eight. Uh, because because how because how many years did they have did they have to plan plan that out? What two years before we got season eight? And James Gunn got fired. What was it 2019 or 2020 by Disney and they got reinstated but by that point he was already working for DC on, on the suicide squad so I felt I, I felt like in those um in, intervening years you know they could have you know he could have sat down you know and carefully plotted everything I, it felt to your point it felt like everything kind of got dumped in there but at the it same time two it could have been in two part I'm just gonna it, say that exactly exactly and 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 and, and, and what what I also want to add too is that, you know, is that I, I, I don't, I don't feel all of those additions were necessarily James Gunn's fault. I felt like, I felt like Marvel probably would have been looking over his shoulder, would, would have been like, you know, maybe you should add this, maybe you should, you know, omit this, maybe we should develop, you know, do more with this character because, it, you know, because because it'll get people, you know, talking about it, which which is what we're doing right now, but. But I, but I, but I felt overall there there, there were just it, it was an emotional roller coaster, and frankly, it didn't need to be because when we've because when we've watched the last two Guardians movies, we've walked away feeling pretty good overall. We you know we walked away feeling good and and, and said you know, saying you know I enjoyed it. I really really liked you know you know an hour and thirty minutes of of entertainment. Here it, it I mean here you, you kind of have mixed feelings because you really don't know. You know what you know what to take from it because because yes some characters get closure others don't and I, and, I, and and for me i kind of feel like if everybody's going to get if you know if, if some people are going to get closure it would make sense that everybody gets the gets some form of closure i mean I, I guess you can say quill does get his by meeting his grandfather but that still leaves the whole gamora and quill thing up in the air yes so all right well that's our review of guardians of the galaxy lee did you have anything else you want to add to that no no i think that i think we talked about everything i could think of and yeah hopefully um i mean i guess we'll see what happens in the future i personally i don't i don't want to see them continue to like i guess rehash the guardians i hope if they do anything with them it's more in a minor capacity or just kind of like a kind of like a touch base cameo. I don't want to see like another trilogy or even a, another kind of series with these characters. I feel like you're just milking it after a while. Lee. So I hope it doesn't go down that path. So I guess Lee, we'll remember, remember, um, remember what they remember what they did with star Wars. Okay. We all thought, we all thought the, we all thought the original trilogy was done and then they made two more. So I trust me, I totally understand. And, uh, I'm not, uh, I certainly do agree that they're probably not done with it yet. I mean, even the ending said like, hey, Star-Lord's going to return. 
So, mm -hmm. I mean, like, uh, they were pretty <laughs> straightforward with what that is. Um, like I said, I just hope that it's not something where we're kind of, like, restarting, because I think that's kind of, like, an issue with um, even Marvel as a whole, right? Like, I think we all enjoy the Avengers, and now it feels like we're trying to, like, recast and bring people in and kind of, like, push people into different roles. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I just don't really not really a huge fan of it so i'm hoping that as i said if we do see any more of the guardians um i hope it's more of a minor or a side role i just don't want to see kind of a continuation or seeing more and more uh, unless there's something where they feel like they could tell a good story bringing all the characters back together like if you find a reason to be like hey like the new avenger uh, i'm sorry the new guardians get captured and they have to kind of bring everyone back together and like, you know, maybe Star-Lord's out of shape because he hasn't been doing anything. And, you know, maybe Gamora is a little bit more ruthless. So, like, I think that there's kind of some fun things you could do with that if you're to bring the characters back. But I would like to see the original ones come back. I don't want to see kind of just the new ones all come together um, just to kind of create a, a new trilogy with, you know, the, you know, 2.0 version um of the guardians so but i yeah. guess we'll see what happens only time only time will tell time and money <laughs> so um so uh, we'll have to see how that all turns out all right well next week we are going to be reviewing the super mario brothers movies so remember to like comment subscribe and thank you so much for watching and take it easy